I'm going to say that I'm just really psyched to hear land to see landline popping up in my feed again and um it's been great to hear uh, the voices of some old favorites and a lot of great energy i think despite the disruption that the current public health crisis has wrought upon our psyches there is a lot of like punchy fun energy and you've done a great job capturing that Hello, everybody. Welcome to Landline Podcast. On today's show, a review from the analog world in the Landline Annex. Welcome back to Landline Podcast. 503-894-8480 is the landline. Today's episode is a significant bother. It's me and Anna doing an annex on the COVID-19 quarantine it is raw and unedited, and we're just going to let it ride because we're trying to crank these things out to give you a little content. I simply am too tired to edit today, uh, and it's kind of a funny art project without the editing anyway, so um, hopefully you love it. There are a handful of other podcasts available since Corona started, and I have a couple of non-Corona casts that I never put out that I'm working on. To throw up there, if this is your first time listening to the show and you don't get it, just keep listening and tell a friend. 503-894-8480 is is the number to call on the landline. Australia, I've been waiting to read you a story with my three-year-old on the pod, and that's coming up soon. If you have a guest idea or want to be a guest, 503-894-8480. All right, let's get to the show. It's enough chatter. Landline. Landline. Drinking in your parks, the podcast that makes you wish you didn't fark. Can you put your feet down or do you have to have them up? I think I gotta have them up. Landline Podcast, COVID episode six. That's right, there are five episodes prior to this that you should listen to. As if you didn't have enough COVID-19 media. But I have to say pretty authentic to the Landline brand, to be perfectly honest. Esoteric, referencing other podcasts that nobody ever listened to. Keeping the brand that we hold sacred, the shittiest podcast on the internet. Chuck. All right, you're on. You sound amazing. Welcome back to the movie Annex. This podcast shall not be edited. So, honey, the podcast I... that never dies. <laughs> the movie Annex, the podcast that never dies. Honestly, I wanted this podcast to happen at nine o'clock at night on a Monday when we were both so exhausted, and while you were folding laundry and I was faintly drunk, because I feel like that's the that's the interior of the medulla oblongata. It's the inner labia of the movie annex. It's the yeah. It's it is. It's the inner layer. It's the this is the this is the we are annexing COVID nineteen. You never thought you'd see it. Whoops. All right. So. I think faintly is a small understatement, but we'll let our audience kind of navigate their feelings around that okay so welcome back to landline the the mobile annex the annex the movie annex for those of you who don't know and we probably do have new listeners this is a team uh that is in complete marital bliss never a problem and we po- we've been podcasting now together for probably i don't know a uh, better part of eight years maybe six six or eight years four years who who would know but the original plan with this particular podcast was going to the movie theater, going go, going on a movie date, basically. Going to the movies, 
going out for an American meal beforehand, going to the movie theater, which at that point was quaint. I mean, will anyone ever go to a movie theater again is a legitimate topic. And then coming home and podcasting about it and giving a review of the natural world, which was the movie theater, because we felt that people never went. Now we'd go to the Megaplex, we'd go to the Independent, we would see a foreign film, we would see a blockbuster, and we would weave a landline topic in between all of the nooks and crannies as best as we could. As L- only- Such as what's better, endless potato dippers or boneless chicken wings at Applebee's. And how about that sign in the men's room at the Independent Theater in Waltham about parking your car, that there was absolutely no parking in this one zone? Anyways. <laughs> I remember it like it was yesterday. Okay, so with that in mind, I have a surprise for you. And Anna is surrounded right now by legitimately about 57 pounds of laundry that she's folding. So this is an active pod. So check it out. Look at this. No oh my. <laughs> it is a binder menu from the Cheesecake Factory that I stole at least five years ago. I stole ago. it. When we, when we went to the Cheesecake Factory at the Natick Mall in, in Western Mass. Can you remember what movie we're, we're the, going to see? The Revenant. Yeah. Thank you. So I, I brought in a cry, crying fight over that at that meal. You have to talk straight into the mic. You can't turn your head like okay. that. Okay. We got into a crying fight at that meal. About whether we should live in Boston or Oregon? About what we were going to name our firstborn. Wow. And what did we, what, it, what were, I didn't want. I wanted to name him Theodore, which, what the fuck was I even thinking? Obviously, that's what Ivanka Trump was getting ready to name her devil spawn. Thank God I didn't go for that. Okay, are we going to get in a fight now, or do you want to do it later? You can't talk on the top of the microphone. Just, <sighs> I just really want to fold my laundry, so I'm doing you a favor by doing this. Don't turn your head like that. Why are you looking at me? Here, I'll turn. I look at you enough, so fine. I'll just look. I'll just do this. How Here. does this sound? That sounds better. I t- turn your mic up. Okay. So I thought that it would be a good theater before we get into a few of the topics. It's going to be a nice 35-minute pod, and it's getting shorter every moment. To to go through... It's one, almost over. We'll go through one section of the of the menu, the cheesecake menu. Now, there are two reasons why I brought up the Cheesecake Factory. Number one, we all wish we could go to the Cheesecake Factory right now. There's, there's, even though it turns out COVID nineteen is from factory animal farming, and that's where the COVID, that's where the COVID factory, the cheesecake factory, gets all their meat for their cheeseburgers. Independent of that, everyone has admitted about ten days ago that they would be so happy to go to the shittiest restaurant in their town, let alone the best one. So I thought that that was a good, um, you know, reason to bring up the cheesecake factory. The other reason is because the cheesecake factory, as of two weeks ago told everybody that they couldn't pay their rent for the month of April. They have 300 locations, and they're no longer going to be paying their rent. That's a lot of blooming onions. So just from CNN, which is a small media outlet that um, Ted Turner started and profited seriously off the uh, first Iraq war for owning and then moved to um, Montana to be a bison farmer. Talk about... Landline. Thanks, Ted Turner. Thanks for listening. From CNN Business, the cheese. Did Farrah Fawcett marry him? Is that the same guy? Mm. No, never mind. Call the landline five zero three eight nine four eighty four eighty if you know the answer to that. Maybe. No, Jane Fonda. Married That's what him. I meant. Yeah, Jane Fonda. Okay. The cheesecake. The Cheesecake Factory won't be able to pay its April rent at its nearly 300 locations, highlighting how deeply the con- the per- coronavirus pandemic is affecting the restaurant industry. That's right. We didn't know about it. We didn't know about it. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. We didn't know about it until the Cheesecake Factory announced this. Regulations instituted across several states forced restaurants to close, blah, blah, blah. And in its letter addressed to the company's landlords, ugh, CEO David Overton wrote that the severe decrease 
in tr restaurant traffic has severely decreased our cash flow and inflicted a tremendous financial blow to our business. That's a direct quote. The letter was first obtained by Eater, blah, 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 the Cheesecake Factory's stock ticker. I'll give you one guess, babe. What do you think it is? CCF. Cake. C-A-K-E. Also owns a number of other restaurants, including North Italia, Flower Child, and Culinary Dropout, blah, blah, blah. Um, there it turns out, fast forwarding, and then we'll get on. Many Cheesecake Factory restaurants are located in or near malls, which have been forced to close in Which are states. thriving. Yeah, malls were closed in several states three years before the coronavirus. So what are they talking about? Anyways, this, this menu, which is... I would say probably it's 21 pages long. There, there are page numbers. It's spiral bound and laminated. And the back, similar to like the back of Vogue would have, you know, uh, Matthew McConaughey selling a Cadillac or um, Giselle and Tom Ford. It has the chocolate hazelnut crunch cheesecake as the full spread advertisement. So let's just say there's just like spirals of whipped cream, like at every aspect so for your cocktail miss i can't read them all because it would be bad pod and i know you hate wine so i won't go over that should we just see what the draft beers are just draft yeah beer. let's okay i i'll give you a guess i'll wait, wait 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 sam adams you wow one okay let's see how far i can go okay um There's... long trail pale ale no and we would know that what you said even better if you didn't turn your head while you're talking. The there are three beers listed on draft at this location. You Budweiser. Got, no. Michelob Ultralight. Blue Moon. Oh duh. And then they have a really, really legitimately quality beer as their third beer that you'll probably never guess, but it's a it's a serious Massachusetts. Uh, microbrew that is very well respected. I'll give you two guesses. And it's okay. Um, it's hard. Let give me, just, me a hint. Uh, it's got a name in the name of it, like a man's name. Sam Adams? It's Jack's Abbey. Oh. Hop, Hoponius Union. So, anyways, you can get 16 or 22 ounce. The 22 ounce runs 875. Who's looked at a restaurant menu recently? Not anybody listening to this podcast. Okay, so for your for your, are you going to get a draft beer, or do you want me to go over the cocktail menus? I was kind of like hoping for something a little more diabetes friendly. Okay, well, there's a whole section called mojitos. There's margaritas. I'm sure that do you they have a grasshopper or grasshopper adjacent beverage? Mm, not listed. I want but... like a chocolatey. Ooh. Blendeds, yep. martinis, or on the rocks. So pick a category. Blendeds. Okay, blended. Your choices are strawberry daiquiri, cool and smooth with strawberries and rum, 1025, Georgia peach, sky vodka, peach liqueur, and peaches swirled with raspberries, 1050, pina colada, triple rums with fresh pineapple and coconut, $11. I mean, how good does that sound? Factory Peach Bellini. Wow, factory Ew. in the name of a cheesecake drink. That's incredible. I can't believe the private equity firm let that happen. Champagne, peaches, and peach liqueur blended to an icy smoothness. Ooh, flying gorilla. A kicked up <laughs> chocolate banana milkshake with dark chocolate and banana liqueur. That's what I want. And a strawberry creamsicle. A strawberry milkshake spiked, in quotes, with vodka and Di Sirono Amaretto. Wow. So the Di Sirono folks have a little bit of a product placement. I'm sure that they have some. A um, toehold. Yeah, they, exactly. There's some uh, marketable securities on both of their balance sheets that somehow are shared. So what are you going with? The Flying, the flying gorilla? gorilla, please. Okay. Delicious. Do you have that in 22 ounces? That, I'm sure, is going to be 2,200 calories. And I will have, you know what? Let's go nuts. I'm having the Long Island iced tea. A potent combination. Vodka, rum, gin, tequila, lemon, lime, and a splash of Coke. $11. That seems like a steal. All right. So 
Onward and upward. That's priced just right to order three. $33, the Larry Bird. That's what they call the Larry Bird at the Cheesecake Factory in Natick, is three Long Island iced teas. Number 33, Larry Bird. Okay, so that's an inside joke. That's for you, Bill Simmons. I know you're listening. Landline. So um, let's just let's just annex the quarantine. You're surrounded by laundry. We're surrounded by dishes, but it's not all bad, and there's ups and downs. Okay, okay, rose and thorns. Like, what is the most annoying part? The one thing that is the most annoying thing to you about this, and then I'll tell you mine. So you're going thorn and rose, it sounds like. Thorn and rose. Okay. The most annoying thing about this for me is you start. Having to wash not only my hands compulsively, but also my infant's hands and my three-year-old's hands. Imagine that. Imagine those of you out there without progeny or who whose children have grown to the point where you can reliably tell them to wash their hands. Do not take for granted and just try to cast your mind to what it would be like to wash your hands not 33 times like you are normally each day, but 99 times. Yeah. The and and do you have the mental sort of I, it's so sad how I have to explain this why we're doing this to him aspect of it too. Like where are the la- layers? There's the physical annoyance of having to hold a 3-year-old over the sink. It's so annoying. There's the sort of like just mental annoyance of having to do it over and over again and remembering it and hearing yourself saying it again and again. But then there's also to me the psychological annoyance of wanting to just say you don't have to wash your hands. You're right. Like the chances of you getting sick and dying because you didn't wash your hands this time are minimal given the fact that all you do all day is touch your penis and then put your hand in your mouth in between hand washes. We don't need to go there. Okay. Well, so what do you have that, or is it just like the physical task that worries you? It's obviously it's everything. It's it's working metaphysically, spiritually, um, societally. Like I can't. It it pains me on every single plane of my existence. That's why it's the most annoying thing. Okay, that's pretty bad. Um, for me. I think that the most annoying thing is the repetitiveness of preparing the food. So I love preparing food. Anyone who has listened to this podcast or knows me knows that I'm really good at it and I tend to be pretty creative and it's it's something I love to do. Like it is a weird thing to hear myself say that I don't like doing it because it's really not that bad, but there are some moments when takeout or going out to a food cart with, you know, a beer garden outside, ordering a pizza, anything, just like throwing money at the problem, not having to think about it, not have to prep it, not have to cook it, not have to serve it, not have to talk to my family at the dinner table with no one else around, and then not have to like barter over who's going to clean it up, or it would be nice to not have that. So, I don't know. What what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, you're in a tough spot. Although, yeah, I don't know. I'm like, I'm jumping to defending myself and wanting to say that I've really stepped up in meal preparation. But it just doesn't even, like, make a dent because it's so relentless. Like, people just eating all the time. But I have to say, the last time you were like, what do you want to eat? Like, I've never... I've I haven't had an answer for that in three weeks. Well, how like, about I that? don't want to eat anymore. I'm tired of of eating. <coughs> I know that sounds kind of dramatic, but it's just like I don't. I'm bored. I don't want to. I'm not hungry. How about that? As the annoyance is uh, coming up with what to cook and then having to execute it. You know, turn that knob. It doesn't. It's tight. It's as tight as it goes. It's all effed out. Hmm. I keep, don't worry, I'll keep rotating it to my mouth. Okay, now let's do a rose. We should both do a rose. You All right, start. you go first. 
Okay, I have to go first. I think the rose is by far for me how landline this is. There was a caller, Calvin, a few weeks ago. Shout out to you in the D.C. metro area, maybe Boston. I couldn't care less, but um, you. He was from Boston. He called and said that you know was this a representation of how technology is good because we can all stay in in contact and you know there's certainly elements of that although I I I guarantee everybody's having a lot less Zoom cocktail parties this week than they had. The first, don't worry, my mic just fell down, but. But um, so many people are out running. It's so easy to see who hasn't run for 10 years and they're just they're just making it happen. People are really embracing exercising. They're really embracing being outside. They're really embracing striking up a conversation with their neighbor while they tend the lawn, finding out where they're from, how long have they lived in the neighborhood. When we go on bike rides with our kids in the afternoons, there's this big bluff overlooking the Willamette River and the industrial zone that's on to the east side of it um, up by the University of Portland. And there are hundreds of people um, so, so unsocial distance, but um, just getting out anyway, they can't skateboard, scooter, trailer, um, shooter, you know, the whole nine yards and... (laughs) And people are looking at the flowers and smelling them literally and enjoying the sunshine. And they've run out of things to do on their phones because other than texting and calling and, uh, you know, there's nothing to check on the Internet. It's all basically like death count is hashtag fire Fauci. And so that part is cool. And people are playing cards and people are playing um you know, board games and people are doing puzzles and everyone's learning to cook bread and it's landline. This is landline. Everyone's landlining. They're planting gardens. They're getting dirt delivered. They're figuring out how to build a chicken coop. I mean, this is that's a pretty massive upside. It's a it's a huge, incredible. Okay, here's the here's the top of this little round and then I'll pass it to you and then we'll figure out what what apps we're going to get at the Cheesecake Factory is at seven o'clock, and I know people, some of you New York Times addicts and lifetime liberals already know this, but just bear with me for the next 30 seconds while you peel your organic purple potatoes. That um, basically every night at seven o'clock, there's a round of bell ringing or drumming or yelling out people's windows in our neighborhood to support healthcare workers. And somehow, I think it's from my grandparents' house in Nantucket was sold by my family after being owned since the 1960s. And there were a bunch of antiques in it that nobody wanted, and we went through a million times to pick things out. One of the things we took was a bell, which probably is of no, like, you know, antiques roadshow value, but it's just a nice old-fashioned bell. And we ring it out the bathroom, upstairs bathroom window, while Homer's taking his bath at 7 o'clock, while people are drumming their bongos outside in their yards, and other people are... hitting triangles and things like that and it's pretty cool it feels very like france world war ii like the sexy part full of a bunch of fernet not the like shitty part full of a bunch of bombs so that's about as landline as it gets everybody ringing a bell out their window at the same time every night while the sun goes down so that's my rose quite a rose yeah um mine's pretty cerebral so bear with me but my rose has to do with the zen one finds with realizing there's no escape. And particularly as it pertains to, you know, the hard parts with your partner or the hard parts with your child rearing or even like the, the tough parts about yourself when you have nowhere to go and to nothing to distract you, it gives you a it, it's given me a particular kind of patience and perspective and perseverance for making things systemically better, which is really exciting. Like it's really annoying having to be trapped in the house with my two children but at the same time I'm like feeling 
so blessed to have this time with them and frankly with you too um there's a lot that that I feel has um been forced to get worked out since since all this started because there's just no there's no space pretty fast <coughs> sorry dry cough that's shout out everyone drink that's the landline drinking game every time alex has a dry cough on the pot everyone yeah, drinks. yeah yeah so uh it's pretty fascinating how much rosier our roses are than thornier our thorns are like oh yeah it sucks to wash your kids hands and it sucks to have to make another like delicious farm to table dinner but um it's pretty great the two things we just described so is covid good We'll never answer that question, but we what we will do is read page appetizer. Landline. Okay, so the drinks go from page one through four. Then there's a – on page four and a half because it doesn't have a number and five is after it. It's kind of a miss. There's an uh, um, advertisement for an app introducing cake pay. Our mobile payment app. Getting out the door quicker is a piece of cake. Check out and pay when you're ready. Includes browsing option and photos of our extensive menu. It's available on the Google Play Store for Android and the App Store for iTunes for Apple, uh, both of which this podcast is available on. So, I mean, whether or not they can pay their rent, I would love to see... Do you think more people have listened to Landline Podcast in the last month than have downloaded the Cheesecake Factory app? In the last month or all time? No, in the last month. Obviously, an all-time Cheesecake definitely, Factory kills me. Definitely, um, definitely the previous. I think more people have listened to Landline. Okay, Landline's being the Cheesecake Factory. All right, so small... Small plates and snacks. Okay, let me redo the categories. Um, flatbreads, apps. Whoa. There's, excuse me, small plates and, now look, this is a font problem. They're, they're mixing title fonts. Like, how do we know whether it's a section or a subsection here? Anyways, small plates and snacks. A lot of the font looks like, like lube font. It's like, very sexy all the cheesecake factory fonts are are like deep purple and and italic it's kind of weird 30 33 36 39 42 44 hold on 6 8 49 there's 49 appetizers before it gets to pizza which is sort of in the appetizer section so Okay, then it gets to specialties. So 49 apps. Okay, don't knock that laundry over. Okay, I'm sorry, I won't. Okay, so of 49 apps, what don't they have is the question. So anyways, um, tell me your, we got flatbreads. We're not getting a flatbread. You can get two apps. We've got sort of some traditional ones. We've got I want something that has bread. both We've cheese got... and jalapenos in it. Okay. Well, does the artichoke dip have no crab artichokes and cheese served warm with grilled bread? I'm listening. Okay. The Thai lettuce wraps. Let's see. Do those have jalapenos? Satay chicken strips, carrots, bean sprouts, coconut curry noodles, and lettuce leaves with three delicious spicy Thai sauces. Three sauces. Peanut, sweet red chili, and tamarind cashew. Here's a question for you, landline yeah. listeners, 503-894-8480. Do you think that those three sauces came in a plastic ramekin or something stainless steel? Um, okay. Quesadilla, no. So you want, like, jalapeno poppers is what you're saying. Uh, I guess so, yeah. Come on. We should get one fried, right? I mean, here we are. Dynamite shrimp. Crispy tempura shrimp with spicy dynamite sauce. Portobello avocado and zucchini fries. All right. Loaded baked potato tots. Cheese, bacon, green onion. God, this just all sounds so disgusting. There's a kale salad. 
What do we get, baby? All right, we're getting the crispy crab bites. Bite-sized little crab cakes served with mustard sauce. Did they, is that a thing? Is there any ethnic or cultural authenticity of crab with mustard sauce? And is what, there any ethnic appetizer that isn't represented on this menu? There's guacamole made to order. Um, what is a Thai lettuce wrap with tamarind sauce? Isn't that like a Costa Rican thing? Well, what about the Vietnamese shrimp summer rolls? Okay, the factory chopped salad. What's with these factory cocktails? Factory chopped salad. Though. We're Cheesecake not Cheesecake factory. Oh, right. Okay. And you don't want the sliders. Onions, pickles, and ketchup. Grilled onions. I could get the sliders at home any night My with the 50 pounds of ground beef in our deep freezer. My sister would get the quesadilla. All right. Well, you know what? As any man taking his wife to Cheesecake Factory, I'm not going to listen. And I'm going to get you the Buffalo Blasts. Chicken, cheese, Yum. and our spicy buffalo sauce. All stuffed in a spice wrapper and fried until crisp. Served with celery sticks and blue cheese dressing. I'll bet anybody okay. on this podcast $100,000 they can't disprove that the Cheesecake Factory and COVID-19 are directly related. Okay, so next topic. when I try to think about the kitchen of the Cheesecake Factory, like... Do you imagine just like an airplane hanger of like back to back chefs like just pouring sweat, like preparing appetizer after appetizer on like an 88 burner like grill just under the heat lamps? Like how could how could one kitchen produce such a myriad of delights? Well, I mean, for somebody who normally could rip through this menu and basically talk shit about every single thing about it, I I do think you're you're technically right. No matter how you slice it, there's a lot of items here. There's a lot of storage that's necessary. Even if every single thing was frozen, deep fried or microwaved, then you still needed a lot of storage space. I think that there is an airplane hangar someplace in between Ohio and Nebraska where they make all this food and most of it is just comprised of corn syrup and you know Thai shrimp and they um, ship it on refrigerated trucks to the 300 mall locations which are you know um, basically probably dispersed evenly across I-80 from coast to coast so I think that you know there's a lot of fried here Fried mac and cheese, fried chicken sliders, hot spinach dip. Are they making that from scratch? I know how to make spinach dip. You need cream cheese and onions and canned artichoke hearts and spinach. Um, Or is that frozen? I don't think you can freeze dairy in mass. The egg rolls, the calamari, the buffalo blasts, those things are made in a factory, as the menu describes, and then sent to the Cheesecake Factory for deep frying before serving but anyways oh i understand now okay (laughs) all right so next stage of um quarantine um let's see i had a couple of other topics but what would they be um we gotta have two more short segments in between menu items um how about about music so Let's do music. I also want to talk about how we both have therapy in our basement concurrently <laughs> so at weird. the same time from our basement you, offices. Yeah. So are you sad? So Anna got a therapist first because she's more afflicted. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's probably true. And so, but then her therapist like got me my therapist sort of, you know, there's like a networking effect. And I and, you know, no one wanted me to have a therapist more than Anna. But now are you in a way, a weird way, like ironically wishing you hadn't got me a therapist because now my therapy appointments are conflicting with yours because we can both hear each other at therapy. I don't listen to your like, are you eavesdropping on my therapy? No, but like when we yell into the video conference in our laptop from 
rooms in the basement that are only separated by an ante room that it's not hard to hear your the the the, the you know the acoustics of your voice no i'm not annoyed by it okay are you annoyed by this line of questioning um i don't know that it's got any like good content it's okay. like we're all depressed and talking to our therapists on zoom it's like kind of depressing i'm trying to like get it like i'm a little more positive i don't know about you all right well, what do you want to talk about next let's talk about your topics i didn't i wasn't prepared for this so sorry i all i can do is say your topics suck i don't actually have any of my own landline okay um Let's see. Um, Boardwalk Empire. It's okay. We can erase this part. And I'm, I had like a bunch of different things. <coughs> All right. So something did scary did happen today that I think is, is worth mentioning. Um, but everyone's okay, as you said to me. And so that's where we should start. Everyone's okay, but our we we do we we folded our nanny into our. We didn't even have a nanny when this podcast started. We didn't even have a kid, but we now have somebody who comes over and helps take care of our baby. And luckily for us, she's stayed in our bubble this whole time. So we have somebody helping us out so that we can continue to work. And thank God we're both still employed and provide for our families and give us a couple of hours off from our kids in order to work. So the nanny was um, taking the dog and the baby for a walk in the pram, as my family calls it. Never really know what that word comes from. I think Perambulator. It's, I think it's English. Perambulator. And um, tell us what happened from there. Just another uplifting story from, from the McKays, but basically... It's okay. It doesn't have to be depressing. It's a story that I think leads into a larger discussion of what's it all going to be like when, okay, the, when the pressure cooker is in. Let's do some predictions. Let's talk Fauci. Let's order an, a, a dessert, a cheesecake, and get out of here. So Savannah walks into my office, which is kind of a rarity. She she's, treats it as kind of a sacred space during during her shift let's call it um and she's holding dewey and tim comes running in after them and she's like the craziest thing just happened to me and she looked like white as a sheet and i was like what what happened and basically she was walking down a dead-end residential street in our super quiet neighborhood we're driving over 15 miles an hour we'll get you some raised eyebrows and a rusted out meth mobile was barreling down the street at she said 50 or 60 miles an hour smashing into cars all the way down the street and she was just like mouth open watching this thing just roll and it hopped the sidewalk and came inches from hitting her and Dewey and Tim and it like like she leapt out of the way and it like corrected course back into the street and like drove off and she was just completely shaken up and all these cars were all banged up and the cops were called and yada, yada, yada. It was a crazy, crazy situation that it was so incongruent with the general vibe of our neighborhood, which is just like flowers blooming and people smiling and walking around. So <laughs> I, to me, it led to a larger COVID issue for those who live in sort of semi-urban and urban places which is the lack of an active workforce and people making money and going to work commuting buying coffee and honestly sort of a presence of um morality but also just purpose like hey don't act like this 
because we're all working and trying and doing and so there's a sense there's kind of a, a an underlying current of um it would be embarrassing to have a behavior that was so disrespectful to society in an everyday where we weren't all staying home is now being replaced by you know even in portland even a few blocks from us on a commercial street broken windows and graffiti and I think that this is sort of an extension of that. Um, people going a little bit more crazy, more people having less money, more people acting crazier, a lot of people drinking and staying home all day and getting stir crazy. And I guess I just wonder as we approach the American summer and especially in places like I mean, you think about Chicago, which always has crazy summers you read about in the news, and I don't know a lot about it, but, you know, they're all going to be just stuck in the city this summer, and they are going to have to really social distance for a thorn, I guess. What are we, what are we thinking? How's all this going to, how's all this going to flesh out? It's going to be a hot summer. Don't forget, climate change hasn't gone away, like. The, the, the high is going to be high again this summer, and, and we're all going to be cooped up in our houses on AC with no TV, no sports. What are we doing, Anna? I think we're trying to, I don't know. I mean, my my instinct is to drive into the woods and like find a, like a cold creek, but I think the one downside of being a Portlander is that you're not the only one who has that kind of thought so maintaining social distancing and beating the heat is I mean I think we got to just kind of lower our expectations and find the pleasure in like iced tea and making lemonade and like putting our feet in the kiddie pool and the small things are going to need to get us through because what we like to do which is GTFO is not going to be available to us. That's a really interesting point. All of the Cape traffic, all of the Hamptons traffic, all of the Tahoe traffic, all of the San Juan Islands traffic, whatever this urban escape to that, you know, the Berkshires, that's all is that it's going to be limited. We've talked about this with our internal family members because there's some connections there to travel and vacation locations, but it's pretty fascinating to me that that sort of coming and going is the the biggest enemy or the, the biggest problem for us right now. Staying in one place is the safest thing. Even if you're expanding your social group to a larger group over time, the the going to one place and being exposed to a completely different, you know, biome and then traveling back is the biggest risk. So is there gonna be no traffic going to the Bourne Bridge this year? I mean, what it's kind of fascinating. Is it not fascinating to you? That's not a good question. Okay, what would be a good question? <laughs> I think you just make a point. You don't say, wow, I find that fascinating. Don't you find that fascinating? <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's no answer that could be interesting. All right, well, I think, I, I think that that's interesting. So um, what do you want for dinner? I was thinking something with jalapenos and cheese. <laughs> All right. So there's specialties. Is obviously. there a filet mignon on the menu? Okay. So pages. Oh, there's a superfood area. Okay. Excuse me. Okay. Filet mignon. There definitely have steaks. We're going to skip pizza. Cheesecake factory. No pizza. So pages eight through. Well, they have an omelet section. Sunday brunch, eight through sixteen, are are is is the rest of this. So, Diet Coke has an ad, but here we go. Oh my God, look at these specialties. Superfood, avocado toast, California. Guac the kids love it. Okay, lunch specialties: glam burgers. Glam burgers, all served with French fries or green salad. We use premium certified Angus beef or American-style Kobe for our burgers. Old-fashioned, factory, 
All these burgers are factual. Let's not kid ourselves. Classic, Kobe, Smokehouse, Mushroom. COVID. COVID. Not, not the COVID is it's a triple asterisk. Americana, macaroni and cheese, bacon, bacon cheeseburger, kind of like the Baconator. Veggie. Wait, so gla- Glamburgers is a s- is not nestled under superfoods. It's its own headliner, and it's basically the hamburgers of the Cheesecake Factory. That's right. It's after superfoods and lunch specials, but before specialties. And why do you think they call them Glamburgers? Well, I think it's because while you eat them, you think of glamping. You're like, what we should do after we eat this burger is go glamping. And there's nothing that says glamping like the Cheesecake Factory. Do you think glamping is an appropriate... There's nothing that says glamping like meat sweats. <laughs> so I think it's that they're glamorous. These are glamorous cheeseburgers. They've There's so much... There's so many cows who have never seen the light of day living on cement in the center of this country who are you know dying to make the Cheesecake Factory run that it's glamorous. And the American... Che- the American cheat. Kana, the Americana cheeseburger is the one that's going to have the secret sauce, okay? Is that um that's, the human growth hormone? That, so, I don't are we we're not going to get a burger. Not this is there's no there's no no cost that's is out of our price range here. Quinoa? So we, quinoa. Super. No, I'm kidding. Okay. Specialties. We start with the chicken Bellagio, we end with the chicken with lemon couscous, and we have Baja fish and tacos. And shepherd's pie next to each other in the middle. And then Gross. on page 11, I'll take both. which is specialties two, we've got the chicken Madeira and the bang bang chicken and shrimp. The crispy chicken Costoletto is in the middle. Um, and there's a spicy cashew chicken in the middle as well. Okay. So is that what? No good? That's enough in the middle. Okay. What about the pasta? We've got... We've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 different pasta specialties on page 12. And in fact, there's fish and seafood. And then there's the combinations. Okay, we both have to have a combination. All right? You can have either. All combinations are served with mashed potatoes. But this is a big date. So shrimp scampi and steak Diane. Chicken Madeira and Steak Diane. Steak Diane and Herb Crusted Salmon. Is or, Steak Diane and Steak Diane an option? Or, or Herb Crusted Salmon and Shrimp Scampi. <laughs> Wait, what is Steak Diane? Doesn't anybody ever know? Let me go back to page 13. Oh, God, I've dropped the menu. So what, what do you want for dinner, honestly? If you could go to the Cheesecake Factory... I think I would get I think I would get like a fried chicken thing. Yeah, a fried chicken sandwich is what I would get. I think that's what we actually got when we went. How does anyone eat cheesecake when they leave this place, you know? Louisiana okay, Anna, for you I'm gonna order you because I'm the man and you're my wife. I'm gonna order you the Louisiana chicken pasta. It's no pasta. All sorry. Right. All right, sorry. How about just a um Okay, the factory burrito grande, monster no, burrito no, no. with chicken no cheese, tortilla. And nothing cilantro that I'm rice. Four times a day in my house right now. All right, I'm getting the bang bang chicken and shrimp. It's a spicy Thai dish with flavors of curry, peanut, chili, and coconut, sauteed with vegetables and served over steamed white rice. I think You'll- I'll get that too. <laughs> All right, landline. All right, so um. Let's just do a tiny bit of significant bother. Have you listened to the podcast at all? Yeah. So significant bother is a, a segment of Landline where my significant other is my significant bother, and she just critiques the podcast. So as we're f- as we're five episodes now, six into the COVID nineteen report, do you have any comments? I know you're so bored and tired, but that's. The I'm po- gonna say that I'm just really psyched to hear land to see landline popping up in my feed again and um it's been great to hear uh, the voices of some old favorites and a lot of great energy i think despite the disruption that the current public health crisis has wrought upon our psyches there is a lot of like punchy fun energy and you've done a great job capturing that and um 
Mike and Chris and Saul and Max and Gabe. It's been super great to hear y'all again. I loved your conversation with Ashby. I thought, um, I thought it was just so sweet to, to remember that you guys are close and friends and have your own relationship outside of me. Um, I think, you know, what significantly bothered me was you misrepresenting my interaction with Homer around the water fountain, but that's just because I know your whole extended family listens to this and they probably think I'm a psycho who's like scarring your child. With telling him not to get COVID? No, you can go back and listen to it and see how you represented it. All right, well, we already had that conversation offline, and I thought we weren't going to keep the therapy part into this. <laughs> I'm just trying to come up with content. You asked me to significantly bother. Yeah, no, like, that was good. That was great. Just, do you just want me to like tell you how great you are? No, I thought that that was great. Okay. I'm sorry that you were so bothered by it. It's okay. I think you should not embellish things like that for the show and like imagine... Adam Carolla and Luann or whatever his wife's name is like there are things that need to remain sacred why that's not how I read what I said I wasn't trying to embellish it but that's fine all right well I think this date's coming to an end so what can I get you for dessert this place specializes in cheesecake and let me tell you there are two full pages there's at least 40 cheesecakes so are you into i don't like cheesecake wow i love cheesecake i love i think that that's actually a good menu item for people to be inspired by to cook at home a cheesecake is difficult the ingredients you might have to get some ricotta um but the ingredients are attainable in your covid19 shopping routine Got to make a graham cracker crust. You might need a spring form pan, so another thing to add to your Amazon.com order. Um, actually, you should call your local kitchen store and see if you can pick it up on the street corner. Um, but a cheesecake to me is one of the best desserts out there. So if you had to eat a cheesecake, would it just be the original? Yes. All right, me too. But so since you're going to get the but original. But what about like a chocolate hazelnut cheesecake? Oh, yeah. I know why I'm thinking of that. Because of that ad. Because of the back page. So on the end, So the end of page one is Kahlua with the trademark cocoa coffee cheesecake, chocolate tuxedo cream, lemon raspberry, white chocolate, fresh banana, mango keem. Chris is outrageous. White chocolate. Mango keem. Dulce de leche. 30th anniversary. Reese's. With What's a, 30th anniversary? Layers of our original cheesecake, fudge cake, and fossilized <laughs> and chocolate truffle cream, Godiva, Adam's peanut butter, lemon meringue, Oreo dream, toasted marshmallow, salted caramel, chocolate hazelnut. We don't need all of this. All of that is on one piece of fresh strawberry. Oh, I was thinking all of those were layered in the 30 anniversary. Oh man, that would be good. Hershey's chocolate bar, chocolate chip cookie dough, Dutch apple, key lime. Is anyone thinking to themselves, this is crazy that this restaurant has invented low-carb one, low-carb two, low-carb three. Car Inspired names. Caramel pecan turtle, Snickers bar, Craig's crazy carrot cake cheesecake. That sounds good. Carrot cake and cheesecake swirled together, topped with cream cheese icing and roasted almonds. And then we've got the pumpkin and pumpkin pecan, world famous it's available from September. They're getting local farm-to-table pumpkins. So there it is. Um, all right. Well, we'll do one one regular, and we'll do one Craig's Crazy Carrot. I'll do a Bailey's on the Rocks because that's what people drink on planes, and my wife will have a IPA on tap. And uh, I think why don't we send them home here? This is COVID Episode 6. I am going to post our previously unreleased pre-COVID landline episode here soon maybe we'll do a double trouble this week because why 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 it's so funny you're so distasteful about the podcast when you're on it i just i feel sorry for anyone who has to listen to me for an hour and a half come on you gotta come you gotta people love people you're everyone's favorite guest 
What's the worst? Call me in. Build up my build up my ego and my self esteem. Five zero three eight nine four eighty four eighty. Call the landline. Although I will say that I called the landline to bitch about the the water fountain thing, and I got like five seconds into recording my screed, and it was like, if you're satisfied with your recording, press five. No oh God. So I don't know if people are able to. I got to erase all the messages. And then also, for those of you who were listening on Spotify last week and said the episode was broken, I'm sorry. Just listen on another platform. I can't fix it. But that's pretty inside baseball there. So, all right. Well, more episodes to come. Guys, it's all about pocket casts. I know we don't have a – it's not – you know, we're not getting promo coded by them yet. But spend the five bucks. Listen to podcasts through pocket casts. It's the best app there is. Tell us, tell us about the four eagles you saw in your quarantine, and then we'll we'll play the outro music. All right. So the other day, I was putting a bike away in the shed, and I heard what can only be described as dragons giggling. And I was like, "What the f- heck is that?" And I walk around the corner, and there are these four bald eagles just wheeling and like cackling and playing with each other in the pine trees above our house and i was just like god bless america our nation tis of the sweet land try to get the harmony on that liberty of the the i sing Land where my father died, long tied and amplified. Won't you tell me how to tie my, my shoes? Air Force ones. All right. Thanks for listening to Landline. Thanks for playing, Anna. Good job folding the laundry. And um, good luck putting it away. Thanks. All See right. y'all later. Bye. We don't add it anymore. Say it again. Ishi, we love you. Thanks for listening to another Landline podcast. Before we go, I just thought you might be interested in a little story. Welcome! Exclamation point. Our story in sexy lube font. An excellent cook, Evelyn Overton, and her husband, Oscar, dreamed of having a successful family business. Evelyn's passion for baking soon led to the creation of her original cheesecake, a hit with everyone who tried it. By the early 1950s, while raising their two young children, David and Renee, Evelyn converted into their basement into a professional bakery and supplied her own cheesecakes to the best local restaurants in Detroit. When their children grew, grew, Evelyn, well, that's not right. While their children, nope, that's not right either. With their children grown, Evelyn and Oscar decided to move their business westward. Using the last of their savings, they opened a small bakery in Los Angeles to sell their original cheesecakes. It was 1972. They called the bakery the Cheesecake Factory. The original cheesecake led to an original restaurant. Unique to this day, and in 1978, the Cheesecake Factory restaurant opened in Beverly Hills, California. Well, la-ti-da. With little knowledge of how to run a full-scale restaurant, but lots of intuition into what makes a dining experience great, their son David set out to offer their guests an experience they would soon forget. They wouldn't soon forget. Generous portions with unlimited inventive menu selections, all made fresh with quality ingredients and served in a warm and casually comfortable setting. The restaurant was an immediate success! Exclamation point. Today, the Cheesecake Factory continues to be led and inspired by the Overton's original spirit of innovation, quality, passion, and commitment to excellence. Now more people than ever enjoy the Cheesecake Factory's original food and desserts around the world. There's more, but I won't read it. And that's straight from the binder. I didn't use the internet. All right, thanks for listening. More episodes coming. Good luck. Cook good food. Exercise. Have fun. Call the landline. You've got so much time. Call the landline. 503-894-8480. Bye.
Landline.